I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Uh, Merry thank Christmas, you. and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I <laughs> yeah. agree. Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! Walking around looking for my Starlink Connect while I try to disable the mainstream media. This is Dean Ludwig, and with me as always... Hey, I'm Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas, and Happy New Year, folks. Happy New Year. 2022, we survived. Yeah. 2021. No kidding. So in a couple of months, we ought to be done with this COVID crap. Well, it's not... You know, we're not 21 anymore. Um, I, used to, I made the joke... At uh, the start of 2021, uh, everybody said, well, it'll be better than 2020. I said, eh, no, 2020 just turned 21. It's going to get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to start out this year right with Wheel of Gender. Let's do it. And this week, causing havoc over the holidays, I'm going to be a bad Microsoft Exchange patch. <laughs> That's always, well, isn't that like most Microsoft Exchange patches? Well, hell, this one shut them down globally. Oh, nice. Anyway. Well, I'm an androgynous cartoon character, Snagglepuss. <laughs> yeah. The dude wears a bow tie and no pants. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Even. Sounds like a producer at CNN. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tubing it. Well, yeah, they just got rid of their second producer for uh -huh. uh, uh, what? Child, child predatory, predatory something. Predatory something yeah. or another, yeah. Whatever they're going to talk. Diddling children. That's yes. what it is. Diddling children. So we got a lot of news today, uh, not a whole lot of tech news. We'll talk about the Microsoft thing here in a moment because uh, I had fun with that one yesterday. But first off, inflation at an all-time high. Inflation soars to nearly 40-year high. Consumer prices exploded to levels that have not been seen in nearly four decades in November when Americans paid more for groceries, cars, and gasoline, among other products. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the report marked that the fastest increase since June 1982, when inflation hit 7.1, mm -hmm. the CPI, which measures the bevy of goods ranging from gasoline to groceries to rent, jumped 0.8% in one month period from October. The core prices in the report Items which exclude more volatile measurements of food and energy saw an uptick of 4.9% in November, a significant increase from 4.6% rise in October, which was 
itself the steepest rate since 1991. Economists expected the index to show the price surged eight, or sorry, 6.8 in November from one year ago period of 0.7 from the previous month. So, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. And we've been talking about it uh, for all year. Really, the gas price is soaring. And, you know, what do they do when they're gouging? They raise prices 40%, then right. lower them 10%, and then say, yeah. hey, we lowered prices. Yay. And everybody is happy. Uh-huh. So, it's the frog in the pot of boiling water. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. You don't know you're cooked till you're cooked. So that brings me into this UBI thing. Okay, so we we have inflation and people are walking around and there's this no work movement. Uh-huh. And they're like, we're not doing it because they're not paying us enough to keep up with cost of living. Well, here's the fact of the matter, folks. Cost of living is one thing, but if the company's not more making more money, they can't give you a cost of living increase. No. Because they're not making any more money. Right. And their prices on raw goods went up too on raw Mm -hmm. materials. So they're not going to be able to give you that cost of living increase. So what's the answer? Politicians getting the ones that are raising inflation out of there. Yes. And getting some that care about the economy in. Right. Politicians aren't the answer. (laughs) Um Politicians are the trouble, the problem, the, you know, they're not the solution. They are the problem. The government is always the problem. Yeah. Um, the government has never fixed anything well. And they don't make anything. They don't make anything. They don't run anything well. You know, anything that's run well by the government is because they contracted that out to a company that specializes in whatever that is. Take Social Security, for example. Mm-hmm. It's a big old bank vault with a bunch of IOUs in it. There is no money in Social Security. There hasn't been in decades. Um, you know, it, the government is not the, the fix to any of this. The government creates this. And, you know, it's local government, it's state government, it's federal government, it's all of them. I'm not saying eliminate the government. Don't get me wrong. But we can definitely cut it way back. You know, a lot of our supply chain issues are because of governmental regulations that came out that are stopping supply. Like uh, we've talked about this before, the the, uh, the port of Los Angeles, where you can't drive in there if your truck is older than 2016, where the majority of all the trucks are older than 2016. Mm-hmm. So they can't get the stuff off the boats because there aren't trucks to do it. It's not a shortage of truckers. It's a shortage of trucks that meet their new requirements. Yeah. And speaking of the economy, isn't Blackbridge Capital running the economy right now? (laughs) They run a lot of things. Uh, Yeah. So if you think the government's running our economy right now, think again. So they have financial institutions right now that are basically by controlling the Fed at this right. point. Well, I mean, most regulations written by the supposedly written by the government are written by lobbyists of corporations that are to be regulated. You know, we talked about uh, a few weeks ago how I'd seen commercials of Facebook executives saying that they welcome regulations. Well, we let you know 
that Facebook people are the ones that are going to be writing those regulations. Yeah. So yeah, they welcome them. Yeah, Fox in the hen house. Yeah, exactly. And the funny thing is, is when these lobbyists go in to have regulations written for them, sometimes it's not written for them. Sometimes it's written to crush their competition. Oh, yeah. That's that's like one of the biggest things. This is like, and we've all seen movies and TV shows and heard stories of, you know, the drug dealer who turns confidential informant just to crush the other drug dealer, you know, on the block. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, just at a much, much larger scale. Yeah. So infl- Legal- legalized monopolies. So inflation is really, really killing us right now. Money that you were making that seemed like a lot of money is not a whole lot now. And for people who weren't making a lot of money, that's not a whole lot. And this Build Back Better plan where they're hiring 87,000, which thank goodness it hasn't passed yet, Mm -hmm. 87,000 IRS agents and start monitoring $600 transactions, Mm -hmm. transactions, whether it's Mm -hmm. going out or in. And I heard a report on Mm -hmm. that and it got a little more in detail. The bill is over a thousand pages long and they've hidden a bunch of stuff in there. Well, you can't read it till after you pass it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what's in it till we pass it as Pelosi likes to say. Um, <laughs> but that $600, $600 mark that they're looking at doing, that's not going to tax the rich people. That's no. going to tax the poor people. Absolutely. What they were saying about, the Build Back Better plan wasn't going to cost us a single cent. They're just going to raise taxes. And that's how they're going to pay for it. Yeah, it's not going to go into the national debt, Mm -hmm. but we're going to end up paying for it. Well, yeah, I mean, we pay for everything. But I just read a report also. I'm a small business owner. And there's new uh, tax rule for U.S. small business business owners. And what it is, is anybody who receives money through... Uh, what PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Cash App, uh, you know, any of the multitude of online payment processors, anybody who receives that $600 figure, mm-hmm. at least $600 in the entire year will be taxed on that as income. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if it's coming from customers. It doesn't matter how it's getting there. Um, or you'll have to file significant paperwork to prove that, you know, it was your mom sending you a birthday check, you know, kind of thing. Well, this <laughs> this gets into crushing small business. Yeah. For people like Amazon and stuff like that to really uh, move into those spaces to make it harder to do business for people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that so that the lobbyists, you know, they, they pay this to crush the competition. So anybody who's going to be innovative now, now it's not going to be worth it. No, it's not. You know, there are 30 million uh, in the United States, small businesses, uh, freelancers, solopreneurs, independent contractors, um, 30 million of them. And, uh, you know, a lot of them get, you know, small payments from time to time through PayPal or Square or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, okay, yes, you're supposed to be claiming every single penny you get. And I'm not advocating not claiming every single penny you get, okay? (laughs) No financial or legal advice will be given 
on this podcast <laughs> ever. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't claim every single thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're trying to, and we've talked about this before with the gig economy and the $600 limit. They're trying to catch those people. Yeah. They say that they're trying to catch the the billionaires and multimillionaires from using tax loopholes. No, what they're doing is, t- is this is a tax on the poor. Yes. Granted, I'm not poor. I'm not rich, but I'm not poor. But there are a lot of people making a few hundred bucks a month, you know, doing this stuff. And those people are going to get taxed. Well, this really kills my gadget budget. <laughs> there it goes. That's it. Yep. Uh, you should have bought them last year. Should have bought them last year. Get the sales that are happening right now, and you might be okay. Well, actually, I did. It was a great Christmas for oh. me. So <laughs> a couple of new GPSs, uh, a couple of new, set, uh, well, not satellite dishes, but Wi-Fi dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been been a pretty good year down here at the uh, ranch, so. You're still waiting on your satellite dish. Well, I just got a Wi-Fi one for the uh, mobile command center. Ah. So that I could uh, uh, mooch off somebody else's Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's got a 10-mile range, so if I can find a Starbucks in the area, I can mooch off them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, you know, speaking of Biden's Build Back Broker plan um, and, you know, inflation and all, one of the ways they want to combat that in this bill mm-hmm. is um, helping out with childcare. Yeah. And thinking that will help mothers get back to work, etc. It's not just childcare. There's what a lot of people think as a, an increase in a child tax credit isn't. They're going to be cash payments. Yeah. Like you be at $2,000 a month. If you have three kids, it can be close to $2,000 a month mm. with three kids. Um, it, it varies based on age and, and a few other factors, but yeah, you'd be getting five, six, $700 a month per kid. Wow. And that's cash that they will send you. So Andrew Yang's UBI that he thought everybody over 18 should get every month. Uh, what was that? A thousand dollars, something like that. A month, yeah. Um, now it's for the children. Think of the children. Yes. Don't you love the children? Personally, not really. But <laughs> if you put them in the crock pot long enough, it's no, never mind. Sorry. I like kids, um, but after one, I'm just full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make me gassy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's just another ploy to, you know, it's free stuff that they're trying to get people to sign on for. Yeah. And it's not free stuff. Because you're a slave yes. to whoever your master is. Well, and, and think about it. Say it's 500 bucks a kid uh-huh. per month, right? And there are, oh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 million kids. How's that going to get paid? Yeah, and, and we're setting a bad precedent here for the welfare state. Yeah. So if I am a single mom... And I have four kids. I never have to work again. No. I'm getting $2,000 a month. I can get Section 8 housing. Don't even need that. Well, moving on. What do you got up there, (laughs) Dean? Well, you know, I've talked several times about uh, I think that the whole COVID thing will get the all clear in March or April. 
I'm still I'm well, yeah. I'm leaning towards April, but Are you gonna say March what? Fourth? Um or in the March. You know what? I'm going with April first. April, April 1st. Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because a lot of people have been fooled. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not denigrating anybody who got the vaccine or anything. Um, though, if you believed everything the government has said, first off, you would be really confused because it's went back and forth on everything. Right. You know, don't mask, wear a mask, wear two masks, but masks don't do anything. Oh, wait a minute. Masks are good because it means you won't touch your face. Yeah. That was, that's the whole reason we're supposedly wearing masks. So you don't touch your face. So you don't touch your face. Right. And then somehow I'm guessing a social media post came out that said, if you're not wearing a mask, you're killing grandma. Cool. Um, yeah, well, my, my grandma's dead. So is mine. Uh, both my grandmother, grandmothers are gone and have been for some time. Well, anyway, back to my prediction. New York Times just put out a uh, story that says scientists predict Omicron will peak in the U.S. in mid-January. Oh, you mean the cold? But may still overwhelm hospitals. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're right. overwhelming hospitals because all the nurses quit because they won't get the jab. Well, that and um, it also that uh, most of the people that are hospitalized with the uh, this Omicron surge uh, are there for other reasons but have a mild case of COVID. Yeah. On top of whatever their other reasons are, but just like COVID deaths, if they have COVID, if they test positive, then they're there for COVID. Mm-hmm. So under with the McAuliffe podcast mm-hmm. on, on Joe Rogan, right. we both listened to yes. it. And those yeah. folks out there, you should probably go listen to it. Yeah, too. If you haven't listened to Joe Rogan's podcast with Dr. Peter McCullough on Spotify... Or however you choose to listen to it. Only on Spotify. Only on Spotify. Okay. I don't know if it's available in backdoor channels somewhere. Okay. Well, anyway, I listen to it on Spotify. I don't pay for Spotify, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can listen to it free on Spotify. It's fine. But anyway, uh, if you haven't listened to it, please, please do. This guy's like the most credentialed person, doctor, ever. Mm-hmm. He's written more publications than anybody in his field of cardiology. You know, this you can't dispute this guy by his credentials. Well, one of the things that he said, I found out to be true. Yes. And that they will not treat you for COVID. No. So a friend of mine, as we speak, uh-huh. has COVID and his wife has COVID too. Instead of both of them going and getting tested, he just sent the wife in to go get tested. Mm-hmm. That she got tested and they sent her home. She was positive, sent her home. No treatment. Huh. No treatment. A hospital. A hospital. Okay. So. (laughs) Is it because the hospital is overwhelmed? Uh, Don't think so. Okay. Probably because they refuse to treat you. Yeah. And she's vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I'll put that out there. She's vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, she got sick. Um. She was the one who contracted it first as mm-hmm. we did the contact tracing. <laughs> uh, when I was asking my buddy, well, how'd this happen? You know, what do you, where do you think it happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been in contact with him since he's gotten exposed. Right. So and that's good. Even though I did uh, take him a non-approved pack Uh-oh. to uh, treat his ailment. 
his COVID-19. You mean those non-approved packs that the FDA are stopping the U.S. Postal Service from delivering? That's right. Oh, those ones. Straight out of India. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's got him some ivermectin, some zinc, and some, um, what's the antibiotic in there? Uh, doxycycline. Doxycycline, yeah. So he's got a five-day pack of that. So mm-hmm. does she. Went and dropped that off yesterday for them. He started it because I gave him some a while back. Mm-hmm. He started it the day of. And the next day, he was starting to feel pretty good already. Mm-hmm. And uh, his wife was a little bit lagged behind. And she got it earlier. So she's she's not feeling great. And he's over 60. Mm-hmm. And she's around the same age. Mm-hmm. As of this morning, they're not dead yet. Well... You know, it's still early. But, you know, we got them. Uh, I got them some Ritz crackers so that they could put the horse paste on there. Well, yeah, <laughs> everything's better on a Ritz. No, no, Granted, no. most people don't understand that. That's a old Ritz commercial. Yeah. Andy Griffith. Showing your age there, buddy. Uh, uh, anyway, no. so, I mean, this is medication. Yes. Human medication. Yes. Well, let's put that out there real yes. quick. Human medication. That's being, that's being given in many countries. Right, right. And uh, regardless of what's her face that says on CNN, people are not overdosing no. on, <laughs> on ivermectin. No. As a matter of fact, it's pretty darn hard to overdose on ivermectin. Well, I read a report um, that 4 billion doses of ivermectin have been prescribed to humans since it started being prescribed. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just in COVID, but since it started being prescribed. And there's only been 30 cases of adverse reactions out of 4 billion. That's a lot less than the vaccine. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because what, what is that up to 1,600 deaths in the VERS database? Oh, it's more than that. I can't remember what it, the number is. I mean, yes. 16,000. Yeah, yeah. 16,000. I knew it was in the thousands. 16,000 yeah. deaths in the in the VERS database. And, you know, there are a lot of... Of course, what did the Nazis say? Some got to die for progress. Yeah. <laughs> they also said that uh, the, the final push to get the Germans to hate the Jews was that Jews carried a virus that would infect you and kill you. And they were going to start a pandemic. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were unvaccinated. Unclean. Yes. Oh. Hmm. Sounding familiar. But, uh, yeah, you know, the news of South Africa, it, it passed uh, the peak of its coronavirus cases caused by the Omicron variant. Um, scientists are projecting that United States sharp increase in cases will soon crest by the middle of January. The the what variant? Omicron. <laughs> It is a transformer. Oh, the Decepticon virus. Yes. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing about it is that viruses are transformative. Mm-hmm. You know, tra- they transform yep. and they get weaker over time. Well, and that's and what it's, it's a it's a well, it's a biological trait of viruses that they will they have to get weaker because that's the only way they can stick around. If they stay deadly, then it will get eliminated. Mm hmm. If they get mild, like the Omicron, and more like a bad cold, then they'll stick around a lot longer. Well, and the inventor of the mRNA yes. technology yes. was telling the government and everybody who would listen. While he still could. 
while he still could, is that if you start rolling this out during the pandemic, that you're going to have all kinds of variants. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all uh, virologists know, immunologists, they know this, that if you don't vaccinate while the initial virus is surging. Awesome. Well, speaking of Robert Malone. Yes. Banned. Oops. He's been canceled. Really? Yeah. Twitter on Wednesday suspended the account of Dr. Robert Malone, U.S.-based virologist and immunologist who claims to be the inventor of the mRNA technology Mm -hmm. and is an outspoken critic of the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. Again, not a vaccine. No. Gene therapy. Well, it's a vaccine because uh, the definition of vaccine has changed. Yeah, it's not a vaccine. Gene therapy. Six months ago, it was not a vaccine. Six months ago, it was a gene therapy. Yes. It was CRISPR. It, well, it was... It, okay. Yeah, it, Yeah. six months ago, it was uh, a trial. Mm-hmm. You know, we are in the middle of a clinical trial. That's what this is. Well, two years ago, they couldn't get a mRNA therapeutic through because it killed all the hosts. Yeah. They've been working on mRNA for decades. Yeah. And it's never been widely available because every single time they tried, they killed the host. The host. Yeah. So Malone is an internationally recognized vaccine researcher who Mm -hmm. has authorized dozens of scientific papers and has been cited thousands of times. Uh, I would say he was an expert. I would say so. Okay. He was the primary author of the 1989 paper that demonstrated how mRNA could be delivered into cells and a co-author in a 1990 paper that showed how injecting pure RNA into or DNA into mouse muscle cells can lead to the transcription of new proteins. His mm-hmm. work has been described as seminal in the field of mRNA vaccine development. Yes. Although Malone supports vaccines as a medical doctor, he believes that the steps the United States government has taken to bring mRNA COVID-19 vaccines to market from Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna, and contrary to the global acceptance standards for developing and regulating safe and effective licensed products. He shares his views on social media and gets shut down. Used to share his views on social media. Exactly. So Twitter's Twitter's banned him. YouTube's mm-hmm. banned him. Mm-hmm. I knew that already. So the guy who invented this is going, you guys are going about it all wrong. Yep. The foremost ex- expert on this, yes. the guy who invented it, yes, is like, you guys are effing up. So cancel them. Yeah. Instead, instead of going back to the drawing board and saying, okay, where did we screw up? Mm-hmm. What can we do to make it better? What can we do to fix this? They just said, silence him or have an informed patient, which is the law. Yes. Speaking of informed patient, mm-hmm. you know how every time you get a prescription, yes, there's that uh, paper in there or, or they call it a card. I can't think of the name of what yeah, it's yeah. called, but you know, it's I, got in there all the adverse, all the adverse reactions mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Well, a lady went into a pharmacy to get her vaccine mm-hmm. 
and asked the pharmacist to pull the card out. And he did. And it was blank. Yep. And I wish I had the clip of this. I heard this and I was, I meant to clip it and bring it. Yeah. Um, but um, the pharmacist pulled it out and it was blank, mm-hmm. which is illegal. This, any drug you take must be accompanied by this. You know, it's a fair use um, conditional that you must do. Well, so yeah, you say then, that you say that yes. on approved drugs. Well, Here again, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. It's any drug. Well, but any drug prescribed. People need to remember that the vaccines are still not approved. No, of course not. There's emergency approval, but there is not FDA approval. Right. There's not. But the lady asked the pharmacist, well, then why are you giving me this if you don't have the safety card? And he said, well, I guess I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he said he didn't know. You know, she said, why is it blank? He said, I don't know. She said, why are you giving it to me? He said, I guess I shouldn't. It made him have a realization that he's giving out unapproved drugs that are being illegally dispersed. Mm-hmm. And so he had to actually stop giving the vaccines. Oh, boy. Yeah, caught him. Oh, caught boy. himself, I should say. Which just reminds me of that nurse, um, Albert, that we played the clip of when we had uh, the nurse here in, in studio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who said in the middle of the night he woke up and it dawned on him what he was doing. You know, he caught himself. Oh, boy. You know, these are realizations that just have to make your mind just spin. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking, oh, my God, what have I been doing? Uh, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, it's granted the, the vaccine. We're not saying it's killing everybody. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. But if you were part of that, I guess mm-hmm. two out of two out of 100 mm-hmm. that it does kill. Mm hmm. I'm just making that number up. I, yeah. I forgot what the number was, but if that if you're part of that, yeah, you're the dead one. Well, it's it's like when uh, you know this first came out, right? Mm-hmm. The the COVID first came out, and kids were being sent home from school. Going to start, um, they they stopped the school year early. Mm-hmm. They were looking at virtualization for the next year, all that, and and some people were complaining about it, and others were saying that. You know, there's a chance that, you know, 3% of kids could die from it. This is before we really knew anything. Right. And all the parents were saying, you know, yeah, pull the kids out because what if your kid is one of that 3%? Mm-hmm. Okay. We now know that, you know, that just is not the case at all. Yeah. With children dying or even having severe complications is... So very slim. Well, um, Pfizer tested their vaccine with children, the 5 to 11 age group, on 1,300 kids. Mm-hmm. It's a really small sample. Yeah. But they stopped at after 1,300, and one child is now in a wheelchair for the rest of her life, has to be fed through a feeding tube because of adverse reactions to the vaccine. Um, she had a seizure within 30 minutes of getting it. 
You know, so it's not a coincidence. And uh, oh, Pfizer, ready for this, when they submitted their documentation to the FDA, listed that, that girl as having a severe headache. That's it. Nice. Well, that's one in 1,300. So out of all, out of every 1,300 kids, there's a chance your kid could be the one in that wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So one out of every 1,300 kids has a chance of, of being like this little girl mm-hmm. who's now in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. Yeah. After knowing that, are you going to vaccinate your child? Hell no. Especially knowing, knowing 100% that the risk of death or even severe uh, complications due to COVID Mm -hmm. in your child that's 5 to 11 is relatively none. There's almost no risk. Yeah. So why vaccinate them? Because it's more money for Pfizer. It's more money. I mean, I'll I'll answer that question for you, but... Yes and no. It is more money for them, and that's always a driving factor, of course. Mm -hmm. But... Something else I found out, the Emergency Use Authorization Act, as long as the vaccine is being distributed under that, mm-hmm. there are no repercussions to Pfizer for any adverse reactions to the vaccine. Oh, this is the liability clause. Right. Well, I found out something about the liability clause I did not know before. The liability clause is only in effect if the vaccine is approved for children. Yes. So, I mean, even if you're 80 years old and you get the vaccine, and if it's approved for children, you have no recourse to sue Pfizer or Moderna or get some money out of this super fund or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it only applies once it's approved for children. I did find your clip. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so this is coming from No Agenda through their show notes. Uh So uh, just uh, putting that out there. I did not find this clip, so here we go. (laughs) That's from the Moderna vaccine. Okay, Moderna. Is it the same for um, Pfizer and all of the others? No, each brand is a little different. Okay, so uh, may I take this with me for to look at all of the safety studies, placebo safety studies on this? Yeah, because the one one that we give... um, yeah, because the one the one that's given to patients doesn't contain that information. So that which one is are they giving if it's not so, this one? So no, no, that's the one that is the one we are giving. Oh, okay. But yeah, the the the, the package insert given to patients isn't the full information. So it's not the from the manufacturer that, themselves. That, that is from the manufacturer, but it's truncated. That's okay. the full thing. So why is it intentionally blank if it's all the safety studies? Inside? It's a, they're inside. Inside of it, this folds up. Okay. Okay. So I'm As he unfolds the blank paper. Yeah, he's opening it up. I've got to get online and find it. No, it's okay. It's okay. I already know that it's intentionally blank. My last question is, um, how is it informed consent when all of the safety studies, placebo safety studies, are not listed from the manufacturer? That that's a great question. I would talk. Okay. I I would talk to I would talk to CVS about that. Because okay. Um, so if if we don't know what we're injecting into ourselves, um, I don't understand how that's informed consent. That 
you're you're exa you're exactly right. Oh, okay. You're exactly right. Yeah. You are correct. Oops. I should not be giving these vaccines at all. Right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> because I am because I am told to, and that's how. Because I am told to, and I am told. I understand and, that. Because and, it's my uh, job. I'm just I doing shown, my including job. Including the patients that I have given it to, uh -huh. it is safe. It is safe and effective. Uh, what it studies is. are you going by that states that it's safe and effective? I know these are tough questions, but I have to ask. I know, and I and I'm sorry, but but you can't you can't I, answer. So I, I understand I, that. I, I unfortunately cannot answer that, okay. and I feel it. And right right now, I'm. I'm feeling totally inadequate. <laughs> feeling impotent? Inadequate. I like impotent better. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> oh, man. See, I mean, the guy just came to a severe realization. First mm -hmm. off was the, you know, the whole blank paper. There is no informed consent. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, that's what, if you're in the hospital and you have to have a surgery done, you have to sign that paper that says you get, you've had informed consent. And or you have given informed consent, which means the doctor has informed you of everything and mm -hmm. you sign the paper. Well, it's just kind of assumed when you go in and get this vaccine that you you have informed consent. Most people don't think to ask. Many people don't even know about this. Well, it's because CNN and ABC told me it was safe. Exactly. But the second realization <laughs> was that he doesn't know any studies that say is safe and effective. Mm -hmm. He's just been told by his, you know, superiors, it's safe and effective. Yes. Give it out. If you want to keep your job, keep doing it because we have to vaccinate everybody. Yeah. And if, um, I'll bet if you ask them why, they'll say, because our superiors told us, mm -hmm. you know. I'm just doing my job. Exactly. Does that sound familiar? Show me your blank papers. <laughs> I'm just doing my job yep. here. You need to I'm step just, into the shower. Yes. I'm just doing what I'm told. They made me do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, but they made me. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, one of these days I'm going to go through Directive 10-289, which is from uh, Atlas Shrugged. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see how close we are to complete dystopian society. Yeah. We really are close. United, actually, the United States is like the beacon for the world in liberty, and we're losing it. Yeah. If we lose it, the rest of the world falls. We're losing ground every day, it seems. And, you know, I don't want to sound like, um, um, you know, I'm not chicken little, you know, nor am I the boy who cried wolf. This is, this is shit that's really happening. Yeah. Well, the, when we listen to that clip... And even the people who are supposed to be the professionals, the experts, and they're mystified by it. Yeah. I mean, this is where we get into mass formation. Absolutely. And we we get into these uh, people that are willing to buy anything that you sell them. Right. It's going to be better if you do this. You're going to get your freedoms back. You're going to be able to go wherever you want when you do this. Oh, you mean like if you get the vaccine, you won't have to wear masks or social distance anymore? Yeah. <laughs> that one. Oh. They reneged on that one. Oops. But, uh, yeah, so so these people did that. You know, I'm going to get my freedoms back. Mm -hmm. You've heard it, and I've heard it. Mm -hmm. well, at least I have my freedoms. It's like, well, yeah. mine no. never went anywhere. 
No, you gave up your freedoms for some security. That's right. You gave up liberty for security. Mm-hmm. False security. False security. Or a false sense of security even. Let's go back to that safe and effective. Yes. So no evidence was safe. No. And evidence to the contrary of effective. Yes. They even stopped saying breakthrough cases. I w- you know, uh, no, I will counter that it is relatively safe. Mm. There are issues. Right uh, now. There are a lot of issues. Right now. Right now, it's relatively safe. Mm-hmm. But we're coming three, up on three we're coming five up, years. We're coming up years. on one year of when the, the shots first started being given out. Um, two, to the two el- to four, then. The elderly and the uh, immunocompromised started getting them at the end of January. Mm-hmm. Most of the regular public started getting it around the beginning of February. March. End of February, beginning yeah. of March. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, two to four years. Let's see. What's going on? See, I gave it six months. Yeah. I immediately said six months. Yeah, I want to see what I did, happens. I did too. I mean, I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll see how this goes. Well, I, essentially, I used my Microsoft plan. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever Microsoft comes out with a new operating system, a new software, a new anything, I know that Microsoft uses the public mm-hmm. as beta testers. Yes. So I immediately say, okay, six months from now, I'll look at it and review it and maybe install it. So are you saying that the sheeple are the test subjects? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not equivocating. <laughs> yes. I am absolutely saying. And that's that Dean at techtools.net. <laughs> T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. Yeah. Oh, I'll even spell it for you. Yes. I'm saying that everybody who's gotten a vaccine right now yeah. are test subjects. No, I, I'm... I'm I'm, I'm being a little facetious about that. Yeah. I, I oh, I'm not. This, I'm just. I believe the same thing, but uh, fuck anyway. it. Yeah. So you like greed as people. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna waver on this. You know. Um. And, and there's no other way to look at yourself. Yeah. If you're vaccinated, you are a test subject. And I know people that say, "Yeah, I know I am." Yeah, I know it is. I know it's a test. So that, but saying that, yes. that makes us the control group. Yes. And that's what we can say from now on. There so everybody out there that is not vaccinated, mm-hmm. you just say, are you vaccinated? Say, no, I'm the control group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the Pfizer control group. I'm in the control group. I'm the placebo. Uh, the unvaccinated brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that was fun. Oh, uh, well, I got, I got some, uh, some good stuff here. Let me look through here and got? see what I really want to talk about first. Oh, here's a funny one. Oh, love this. Gun violence in L.A. at a 15-year high. <laughs> That's got to be really high. And they have the most, some of the most, I won't say the most, uh-huh. but some of the most strict gun laws. Ah, much like the other city with some of the strictest gun laws. Chicago. 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 I wonder if they hit a thousand deaths. Hmm. They were at, well, like eight eighty at the beginning <laughs> at the beginning of December. Chicago. Chicago. Oh, let's see. <clears throat> but it's because of guns coming across the border from Indiana. What? I think Chicago has enough guns. I, I think there's enough there already that it doesn't matter if guns come across from Indiana or Wisconsin. Or Missouri, or wherever else. 
So from, let's do Axios. I'm on the interwebs, Googling stuff. Over a thousand homicides have already been recorded in Cook County, and we still have a month to go. Oh. So this was obviously in November. Deadliest year. Huh. I I had read 880 at the beginning of December. Okay, so 2021 violence stats worst in 30 years in Chicago. Huh. Now. 2019 mm-hmm. had 624. Now, 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 hold on. I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just want to say. Calm down, Scott. I just want to say, if you make gun laws, do you think the criminals are going to obey those laws? I mean, here's here's the thing. Well, if you make if you make guns illegal, they'll stop using them, right? Well, if you if you make heroin illegal, it, pr- people they'll stop probably, using that. Yeah, probably people wouldn't overdose from heroin. Well, yeah. You can't overdose from it if it's illegal. Yeah, no, no, it can't happen. No. So, you're these. <laughs> Good lord, these people, <laughs> Larry Lightfoot. These people think that taking guns away from everyone that the criminals aren't going to use them. Right. And all you're doing is neutering the people who are law-abiding citizens. Yes. If you so, out, if you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. So anyway, uh, let's talk about the celebrities uh-huh. and producers uh-huh. and movie executives uh-huh. that are causing LA to have its biggest gun sales year ever. Really? Yeah. In the city of angels. In the city of angels. Guns kill people. Only if they don't pull the trigger. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if uh, Alec Baldwin was on this list, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? But all these. Uh, uh, if the paparazzi got a picture of him going in and buying a gun. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Boom in legal gun sales as crime increases in cities across America. So this is just setting up for something else. Okay, okay. It's just setting for, up right. for something else. Uh-huh. While mass shootings dropped out of the headlines last year, the guns never went away. In fact, the legal state of firearms across the country have reached a record level. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And across the U.S. towards the post-pandemic future, gun and gun violence continues to increase. You know, it's weird when you said post pandemic future, I instantly got an image of my head in my head of uh, Mad Max. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> post apocalyptic. So as a responsible gun owner. Yes. Myself. Yes. Someone who uh, not only is a gun owner, but a, an enthusiast, mm. as it were. So you're enthusiastic about loading guns? Uh, let's just say I'm a bit of a collector. Okay. I know that's hard to believe being a Texan. You? (laughs) Come on. But, all right, so I went looking for a specific firearm Mm -hmm. and sold out everywhere. Gatling gun? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, I just, I just want a little target pistol uh nine millimeter kimber 1911 okay sold out all over the place 
Wow. Now, this is a premium weapon. Yeah. This is not like one of those cheapos. Right. This is a premium weapon. Yeah. It's a little more match grade, match grade barrel, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not it's not for carry. It's, mm-hmm. it's for going out and enjoying target practice. Right. Nowhere in the country, even go to the manufacturer, hmm. sold out. So all the rich people in California are buying all the guns. Yep. Um, <clears throat> now they're buying handguns. They're buying lower caliber handguns. You can mm-hmm. still get some of the larger calibers, not have a problem with it. If you can get ammo, you're good to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't have a gun without the ammo. No, um, it doesn't, doesn't work really well when you throw it. It doesn't work that well. Uh, and, and LARPing with it probably isn't going to be the best idea. No. I say all that and set all that up for this. Okay. So you really think that defunding the police was a great idea now? Well, that's not the problem. It's a, a culture of violence. You know what they said a couple weeks ago? Nah, I think so. Yeah. It's a culture of violence that's causing all this. The, the smash and grabs and the gun violence and everything else. It has nothing to do with the fact that there are a lot less cops on the street. So I've got news for uh, somebody who's hate listening. Guess what? There are criminals out there and they are bad people. Yeah. They're not misunderstood. No. They're bad people. And, and it's not because bad. they grew up in poor neighborhoods. It's not because... They made a decision at one point in their lives that they wanted to do harm to others. Yeah, and I'll tell you, if you come on the Dunlop branch, mm-hmm. you might get shot. Okay. If I you're if you're uninvited, yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure I come with my RSVP card. Yeah. So, uh, don't take that stuff lightly. Uh, it's. These days, either you don't know what anybody's going to do. And unfortunately, and I hate that it has to be this way, but sometimes it's, I'm going to shoot you before you shoot me. Yeah. One, you're not supposed to be here. If you end up on Mm -hmm. my doorstep, it's a long way to my doorstep. If you end up on my doorstep, uh, something's not right. Yeah. If you weren't invited. Yeah. One, you would have to get past a significant amount of surveillance equipment. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not nothing fancy. I mean, it's blink cameras mm-hmm. and, and yeah. ring doorbells. Right. And, and and that's what the dish is great for is because you can blast the cameras mm-hmm. into various places. Right. So a lot of people think because of the Wi-Fi is limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can fix that. Oh, yeah. There are ways around it. <laughs> you can fix that. Get you a uh, Ubiquiti M5, mm-hmm. which is only about $70. I mean, it's pretty cheap. Oh, really? And you can use it as an access point. You can use it as a router. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use it as an AP, whatever you want to do. Having said that, if you end up on my door after all that, and I know you're coming. Mm-hmm. I know you're coming. Even if I'm yeah. not at home, I know you're coming. Yes. I got you. I got you on camera. Uh-huh. I know what happened. If you're, and I have signs that say this is under 24 hour surveillance mm-hmm. at the gate. They're mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And I say that I have a alarm, mm-hmm. which I do. If you come, still come mm-hmm. that far with that much stuff, yep. either you can't read and you're blind. Mm-hmm. Or you're wanting to do some harm. Yes. 
and I consider solicitors harm. Well, there are no trespassing <laughs> signs around yes. the property. Yeah. And you have to do that for liability reasons because, you know, kids want to ride their dirt bikes on your property and stuff like that. And you have to have a sign at all four corners of your property. Mm-hmm. No trespassing. But <laughs> uh, I don't know why these people are so surprised that criminals get shot. Well, and, and I was going to say, you know, if you are somewhere in my field of fire, which means anywhere that I can see and close enough that I can shoot, mm-hmm. and you have a weapon, you had better shoot me quickly. Yeah. Because I will shoot. I won't wait for you to point it at me. I won't wait for you to threaten me. I will shoot you. And I don't miss. I'm very good at it. And I will say, too, <laughs> if it's at night, oh, I've, yeah. I've got uh, infrared scopes. So <laughs> just say it. I can oh, see yeah. you then, too. Yes. That little red dot shows up really well at night, too. I don't use a laser. They know I'm coming if it's a laser. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, the infrared does a nice <laughs> job. I can see you, but you cannot see me. Yes. So, anyway, going back to this, people are wising up, and they, they realize, you know, it's, a, it's an old adage. It's been true since this country was founded. It is your job to protect yourself. Yes. Cops are only there to arrest people. Yes. Cops are not there to protect you. No. I know it says serve and protect on the side of the right. side I mean, of the cars. They, they do some things that are there as a, as protective measures. Absolutely. They pull, pull criminals off the street. That's a protective they're measure. They're a deterrent. Yes. So if you've got a cop car on every block, which has happened, I've seen it before in other cities, mm-hmm. crime goes down. Yeah. Because it's a deterrent. Yes. But it's up to you to protect yourself, your property, and your family. Exactly. And I think these libtards out, out west are getting it. Yeah. Now that they don't have a police force. And, you know, and it's not just the defund the police. It's the whole animosity towards police. Police are retiring early. They're quitting. They're moving. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they don't want to put up with this crap. And, and, you know, for a long time... Cops were underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Now they're outright hated. Yeah. For just doing their job. Yeah. Who wants to go do that? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out there and protect you and have you spit on me. I see a RoboCop future coming. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> private security. And <laughs> uh, but a lot of it's going to, I mean, I, I it looks to me like another, power grab by the federal government for a centralized police force. So oh, federal police force. Yes. But that's what the FBI is. All, yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all socialist countries have a federal police force. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they need that. The federales. Yes. And we see how all, well that works the, out for Mexico. All authoritarian uh, governments centralize power at the federal level. And that's what Biden's been doing since day one. Well, look, when anybody says we need to nationalize this, that is the first step to an authoritarian regime. Yeah. And that's what Biden's been doing all along. Mm -hmm. And a lot of his build back broker plan is nationalizing a lot of this stuff. Well, when we look at, okay, so it was Studio City 
a place that has not really had any crime in 30 years. Mm -hmm. And now they're having home invasions tied up and beaten. Yeah. Well, what what they're doing is these criminals are getting these, uh, what are they called? AirPods? Air? Air trackers. It's a, it's air, a tag. Tra- air tag. Air tag. Air tag. Yeah. Air tag. A- and it's meant by Apple. To, yeah. <laughs> it's meant, yeah. They got something on Apple, I think. Um, but they're meant to put on a keychain so you can locate your keys, put it, you know, put it in a backpack so you can locate whatever. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is these criminals are taking these air tags, which are cheap, tossing put, them in a car. Or putting a magnet on it. Yeah. Putting them, uh, attaching them somehow to an expensive car mm-hmm. and then staying within whatever the Bluetooth range of those are, um, which is more than the normal 30 feet. But aren't they 5G also? I think they're 5G. Some of them, they might be. The Air, the Apple ones might be 5G. The ones that are for Android are not yet, but they will be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what they're doing is they're doing that and then following these rich people home and beating them, raping them, robbing them, tr- locking them in the trunks of their cars and, you know, running off with everything. Okay. Funny story. Yes. Uh, since they I use, like funny. Since they use near field communication. Yes. Uh, I was using the trackers for a while. Okay. And I put trackers in my laptop mm-hmm. and it track R is mm-hmm. what the company is. I uh, put it in my drone. Okay. So that uh, I could keep track of it or find it if if it right went crazy and it has gone crazy before. Or if you went crazy and just tried to do loop to loops and crashed yeah, it. No, none of that. <laughs> Not out of a thousand dollar toy. But no. anyway, uh, put it in there. I made a little trip to Utah with some friends mm-hmm. to do a little uh, two wheel action. Uh, motorcycles, not bicycles. Yes. Too lazy for that. It, motorized two wheels. Motorized two wheels. So I had a tracker on that drone, and I left it with a friend who was driving all the motorcycles back, mm-hmm. and he stopped off in Oklahoma okay. on the way back to Texas. Okay. And I called him up, and I was like, hey, man, uh, are you at this street? And he's like, how did you know that? And I told him about the tracker Mm -hmm. in the drone. And all it had to do was catch somebody who had the tracker app, Mm -hmm. catch it Bluetooth near field, walking by to ping it to let me know where it was. Oh. Mm -hmm. So Apple with Apple, you don't even need the app installed. It's going to ping it anyway and let you know where that is. So that's how they're doing it. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. I hadn't uh, thought about doing it that way. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what Apple's doing. But since it's native mm-hmm. to Apple and you don't have to have that, all you have to have is your Bluetooth turned on. Yeah. And so somebody walks past it, it reads it, and, and reports back to the server, this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, California being... Um, you know, five miles wide and two inches deep. Of course, yeah. everybody's got an iPhone. Right. Or an iPad or an i this or an mm-hmm. i that. So it's going to ping anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to get five or six iPhones pinging at any one time. Every 20 feet. Every 20 feet, yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they're using this as an avenue 
And and I will say, uh, even though there's some nefarious stuff behind it, it's a pretty bright idea, whoever figured that out. Oh, it is. It is. Um, the one thing I don't like is the privacy issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just gave, when you install that app on your phone, you gave permission to that app to be, use your phone to allow uh, somebody else's device to ping off of it. Well, and that's the tracker. And right. I don't use that stuff anymore. No, or but tile, I'm just saying, but. yeah, I'm just saying, you know, you, you had to give that permission. And with that permission, generally, it's got a list of other permissions that it doesn't really need. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you know, allow it all, none of it's going to work. Like camera, microphone, right. things like so that. So if you've given permission for the, for any of it, you know, you've given permission for all of it. So now you can be just, oh, my God. The permissioning on cell phones is just crazy. Well, and people who don't understand them. I mean, it's hard enough yeah. that we understand it, yeah. and we're just like, how did that get turned on? Yeah. Oh, I know. I've, I've often found things that are turned on that I did not turn on. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's like we talked about uh, one or two episodes ago with, uh, which one was it? It was an Apple app of some sort. I can't remember which app it was, but no, no, no. Sorry, it was Verizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Verizon, Verizon where they automatically opt you in and you have to search through their app to opt out, which is not opting in. True. You know? You didn't ask for this. You shouldn't be required to have it if you didn't ask for it. But then again, buy a cell phone. Buy how a many? Cell phone. Yeah. How many apps does it come with? And so, yeah, buy a computer. Yeah. How much you know garbage wear is on there? Now, and we talked what about this wear. on the last podcast. So, if you want uh, instructions on buying phones that don't have pre-installed apps, do mm-hmm. that. But they're they're. I've got a burner phone that I put AT&T prepaid card in. And when I put that card in, it branded the phone as AT&T. Yeah. Immediately. And uh, who knows what got put on in the background, but it got, I mean, when it boots up, it's got the Death Star on it. Well, I talked about it back in like September. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, my cell company um, sent me a new SIM card. Uh, and I took it in, had it installed. <clears throat> and, and when I got home, everything was fine. Everything worked. Everything was as it should be. And a couple, and like a month later, I got an email from Google telling me everywhere I had been for the last month. Awesome. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? And of course, at the bottom, it says, you can opt out to these. Um, actually, it says you can opt out from receiving these emails. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say opt out of the software that does the actual tracking. Yeah. Oh, boy. I had to search to do that. I think we just kind of dipped into some tech news. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. So we'll uh, move on. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? So I'm going to talk about one that was a bane of my existence over the holidays. Okay. <sighs> Happy 2022. <laughs> Bug in FIP 
USPS breaks electronic mail supply. So if you have an exchange server out there, uh, probably midnight on Saturday. Well, it was midnight on mm-hmm. Saturday. Microsoft pushed out a patch that broke Exchange. Oops. And I found out about this because I have a large pool of Exchange users in-house mm-hmm. that were telling me that they had not gotten email for a day. Oops. So, so I panicked and thinking crypto virus, thinking the infrastructure's down, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And I looked at my... Blackberry work app (laughs) (laughs) and found out that, yeah, I hadn't gotten an email since 10 o'clock the previous night. Logged on to the infrastructure. Server's fine. Uh, Rebooted the server. Went ahead and tried that. And then I had to go take my friend some medication. (laughs) So I had to leave. So I called a couple of guys on my team and said, hey, could you look into this real quick? Mm Mm-hmm. They one found the answer on Twitter, one found the answer on Microsoft, but it was a patch that they put out. It's a anti-malware patch. And yay, Microsoft. They I mean, look, this is still this weekend mm-hmm. that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Some people have not even noticed. Yeah. Come Monday morning, it's gonna be a shit show at a lot of companies. <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be wow. On a weekend. On a weekend, on a holiday weekend. Yeah, a lot of companies run exchange servers that, you know, the employees only access those email inboxes, you know, at work Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monday's going to be uh, fun for a lot of IT folks, to say the least. Yeah, it really affected the uh, MS Exchange transport section of it. Okay. Sorry, getting a little geeky out there, but... Uh, which the transport, a lot of people say SMTP can still be sent out, but not if the transport's broke. Mm-hmm. And that's what it broke. It broke the transport and no in, no out. So even if you were at your Outlook client mm-hmm. connected to Exchange and you hit send and it goes out of your outbox. Right. And it says send. Yeah. It's just sitting there spooling on the server. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. So well, you uh, sent it all the way to the server. Yeah. And it, the transport queries on, they changed server 2016 and 2019. So if you're listening to this, all 12 of you <laughs> out there, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're running Exchange, yeah, you might want to check that one out. But this affected the world globally. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to be upset come Monday morning. A lot of people are going to be busy come Monday morning. Yeah. Running a PowerShell script to fix this. And for the people that have outsourced all their IT, um, well, good luck. Oh. <laughs> you mean running it in the cloud? Running it in the cloud, somebody else's machine. So anyway, uh, if you're wondering what happened to your exchange, that's it. What do you got in tech news, Dean? All right. Um, this is kind of tech. It's Apple. So that's tech. Um, Apple has... That's like has, the Fisher Price tech, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Apple has figured out um, how to come up with the ultimate form of what's called FOMO advertising, fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. 
with their new Apple Watch. I don't know if you've seen any of these commercials for the new Apple Watch. I have not. Yeah, the ad essentially invites you to imagine dying alone if you don't have an Apple Watch. (laughs) Yeah, they want you to know that buying a $400 smartwatch could be a matter of life or death. Okay. And it's... This article I read on The Verge said, it's, it, and it's brilliantly, gruesomely captured that feeling in a new TV ad. Can you can you feel my eye roll through the internet? Oh my god! Well, it's, it, it's got three. They have three commercials. Um, one of them is uh, somebody who's who who is drowning in a sinking car. One who fell a, a, a long distance while climbing and broke his leg. Mm-hmm. And another is a paddleboarder who got swept out to out way out in the ocean. They're all calling 911 on their Apple watches and being saved. What if you don't have a cell signal and you're that paddleboarder? Oops. All right. You know, I, I did read uh, a few months ago that they're looking at uh, adding satellite tech to smartwatches. I heard your eyes roll on that one. No, thanks. Yeah. So here's my take on it. When did we become so damn scared of dying, walking out our damn door? Um, well, I'd say end of 2019. Well, yeah, but we're all going to die. Um, right around, right Right around the time uh, social networking really took off. Yeah. I Look, this is the most, some of the most chicken shit. Yeah. I mean, you can have this stuff, and that's fine. If you're that afraid of dying and you're stuck in your house, you're afraid of dying in your own house yeah. because you're so afraid to go outside because yeah. you might die. Uh-huh. Uh, well, go for it. Okay. That's fine. You do that. Mm-hmm. But the rest of us are going to nut up and go live life. Yeah. Well, I mean, drive through any neighborhood. Okay. Pre-COVID, drive through any, you know, you could have driven through any neighborhood and you're not going to see kids out playing in the yard. No. You're not going to see bicycles. Because all those soft-headed little retards are getting all nerfed up. And, well, the thing is, there are no more dangers today than there were 30 years ago, 40 years ago. No. When I was a kid, if I was inside, especially like on a weekend, my mom would look at me and go, go outside and play or I'm going to find you something to do. Yeah. Which meant chores, work. I was going to clean the house, mow the yard, clean the garage, something. Get out of here, yeah. you little rat. So I was gone. Go play in traffic. Exactly. <laughs> you know, don't come back. Um, actually, when I was a kid, it was you left the house at some point in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you had to be home when the street lights came on. Yeah. Be home before dark. Yeah. That's all I ever heard. That's it. Be home before dark. That's it. Street lights come on, you better get your ass home. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't see kids outside at all. Some of it is, you know, the whole iPad, video game, babysitter scenario. It's a helicopter, moms. But and it's mostly, oh, no, you can't go out there because, you know, a, a child predator might be around. Right. You know, you might live in Florida. Well, that's only if you and live you hear in about a, And you hear about a kid who got kidnapped in Seattle, 
And now you're afraid that your child is going to be kidnapped. Well, the child predator is only if they're near the CNN building. But anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. He's gone. Well, there's the ones so you So now he's all about. around. Well, yeah. <laughs> there are the others. But no, no, no. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, a life of safety is no life at all. No. Well, again, we, we reported on this a couple of weeks ago that 40% of school-aged children are obese, mm. not overweight, obese. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, my high school, I think we had like 750 or 800 kids in my high school. It was a small school. And there might have been four. Yeah. <laughs> five, yeah. maybe. Certainly not 40%. I doubt even 1%. Well, people are out there raising a uh, generation of assholes well, that, yeah. that are so scared of going out of their own house. And, and this thing about the chin diaper now, where people are wearing these damn masks around their chin, mm-hmm. just a virtue signal, in their cars, when they're alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I watched, I saw a guy riding a bicycle. By himself, uh-huh. all on his own. He had the, and I don't know what it is. People, if you ride a bicycle, you do not have to wear spandex. Oh my god! <laughs> Everybody, spandex queens. Yeah, where, where I where I live, there's a lot of bicycle riders, and good on you. You know, you want the exercise, whatever. Um, all of them in spandex, and most of them are wearing one of those those uh, wicking shirts mm-hmm. that have. Like advertisements on them, like they're professionals. Yeah. So they paid for the, adver- <laughs> yeah. they paid to advertise. Yes, exactly. Um, and they're, trust me, they're, they're not professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, if you're getting the exercise, wonderful. You don't have to wear spandex. But anyway, back to what I was started with. <laughs> um, I saw a guy the other day on a bicycle by himself wearing a mask uh-huh. while he's riding. Spandex is a privilege, not a right. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to see a dude in spandex. No. But yeah, I mean, these, I'm telling you, I think my new conspiracy theory is that masks are the new carbon capture device. Mm -hmm. So now if you wear a mask, you'll capture all that carbon. Tell me more, spooky. Yes, you're going <laughs> to capture that carbon, so it's not you're not emitting those greenhouse gases. Mm. So it's going to be masks, and then soon it'll be diapers. Well, how are the trees going to breathe? Fuck the trees. Mm. See, if we don't put out so much carbon, we don't need so much oxygen. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you could hear a pin drop there. Um, yeah, uh, uh, that sounds like some uh, <laughs> some libtard think right there. Yeah, that's some that's some that's some Fauciisms. All right, <laughs> whatever you say, man. You know, if you catch that carbon, you could do nanotubes. But anyway. there you go. There you go. See, since I mentioned BlackBerry work, tell me all about BlackBerry. We have the same story. Oh, BlackBerry is officially going to die. For real this uh, for time. For real this time, yeah. Yeah. In a couple of days. Uh, January 4th, uh, Blackberries will lose the ability to text, call, and do any data functionality whatsoever. 
starting January 4th. For, so for those of you who still have a BlackBerry, um, and Scott's the only person I know that still has a BlackBerry. Dude, I have a BlackBerry with a full keyboard, bro. I had one. long. Okay. I don't, I would, use, I don't use it, I will but t- I, will tell I, you, I still have it. I was one of those guys. Um, I used to call it my bat belt. Mm-hmm. When I was, I was director of IT of a telecom, and we had a lot of devices. At one point, I, I, was, I, I had it all on my belt. Because that was the cool thing. Nerd. I was. That was never cool. It was, it was <laughs> That was for me. never cool. I had a, okay, hold I'm on. I'm an IT guy too, and that was not cool. I had a pager. Uh-huh. You know, the old style pager. Yep. I had two brick cell phones. Mm. One was my personal. One was business. I had a BlackBerry. And I had a Palm Pilot. All on my belt. Yep. It was my bat belt. I was a dork. It was easy, <laughs> easy. I'll hack your shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, there's another part of this that just kind of came to me when we were talking about right. this. Uh, they're getting rid of all the 3G towers. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they're getting rid of the BlackBerry anyway, mm-hmm. because it's not going to work. No. And back then. And uh, I tell you, it, you know, it's, it's. It's kind of a sad day because mm-hmm. BlackBerry was the forefront of technology for a while. They had some great ideas, the full keyboard and the, the mouse the, ball. The, the mouse ball, yeah. the, thumb, uh, the thumb mouse ball in the middle of the keyboard. Yeah, like a mini trackball. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. It was uh, pretty ingenious. Uh, and then they decided they could do everything on the screen, which, uh, be honest with you. Yeah, they did, they did their, their right version of, of a Palm Pilot. I'll pour one out for my homies at BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had that same story, yeah. but uh, uh, just because I was a fan, I got to say, yeah. I was a fan. Well, I'm a, I'm a fan of anybody that's an innovator. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not a fan of Apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apple is a hell of a good marketing company. They are. That's that's marketing is Apple's business. Yeah, I got to make this easy. Yeah. They do great marketing, and then they make a product to sell with their marketing. All right, here's a story I want to talk about, or I just want to bring up. We don't really need to talk about it, but I wanted to bring it up. It's not tech. It's not conspiracy. But I saw this heading, and I I got to. The Taliban has ordered some beheadings. Hmm. Yes, officially have ordered some beheadings. Uh, Mannequins. Is that going to come by Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> they are officially ordering shops to behead their mannequins. Because uh, mannequins are considered idols and they're forbidden by Islam. Oh, geez. So so uh, the Taliban's getting woke. Yes, they are getting, I don't know what they're getting. Um, but, you know, they're all women, mannequins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so much for the whole gender studies that, you know, we paid billions of dollars to have sent over to Afghanistan. Yeah, uh, they, have, they have their heads removed. Uh, the mannequins were being worshipped as idols, is what the Taliban is saying. Really? Hmm. I've yet to see somebody bend down and, and pray to a mannequin. 
Yeah, they're uh, they're gonna if if you ignore the beheading order, you will face severe punishment. Oh boy. Yeah. Good old Taliban. Boy, I'm glad they're back in rule. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as they give away all the the lithium to China and Russia. <laughs> awesome. To feed our electric cars. Yes. All right. Well, I know you're an AMD fan. Yes, I am. I'm going to talk about the OG. Okay. Cirex. Wow. I have owned Cirex. CX486 DX266. A lot of people are not going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. Most at, least you, at least it's a DX, not an SX. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they did, okay. They did, I'll, they did, I'll they, stop. I'll they stop. They didn't make an SX. Didn't they? Cirex did not. No, okay. that was Intel. Yeah, Intel made did. The SX. They're the ones who charge you for the math coprocessor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, obviously you're familiar with AMD, mm-hmm. Intel, Qualcomm, Texas Instruments, and even VIA. Yes. But there was a company that we know called Cyrix, C-Y-R. They made a hell of a processor. They did. Yeah, mostly. Well, well <laughs> until they didn't. Mostly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will, uh, if you remember this, Intel at one time subbed out their their wafers. Mm-hmm. And it was produced by Texas Instruments, mm-hmm. which they produced an x86 chip mm-hmm. based on that wafer. And Cyrix. I don't remember Texas Instruments making an x86 chip. Yes. Okay, cool. So those two companies made were subbed out by Intel. And mm-hmm. then at some point, they were like, mm, hey, this we, we have all the fabs. Well, we just make our own. And so that's what Cyrix did. Now, I was a big Cyrix fan. Mm-hmm. And I had the 6X86 DX3 and DX4 with the multipliers and all Uh this other stuff. There was one game that killed them that it wouldn't run. Doom. Close. Okay. Quake. Ah, okay. So in 1996, Cyrix unveiled the 6X86 M1 processor. And it worked in the older Intel Socket 5 and Socket 7 motherboards. Mm-hmm. And it combined RISC architecture. Remember RISC? Yeah. Let's go to RISC architecture. <laughs> Reduced instruction yep. code. So I built most of my career on those. Yeah. Yeah. It was during the Intel Pentium Pro days. Mm-hmm. And the AMD K5, if you remember that one. Yeah. Which was a piss poor AMD Yeah, product. it was. It was. It, yeah. It did well, and I had a lot of these because you could get an enthusiast gaming PC for almost half price mm-hmm. using the same motherboard, right? same pinout. Now, we can't do that with AMD and Intel anymore because they're running different chipsets. Yeah, yeah. So no way to do it anymore. But this one, you could take it, and you could take uh, an IBM PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and drop one of those chips in there and right. automatically get double or triple, even quadruple mm-hmm. the performance mm-hmm. without spending a lot of money. Yeah. So it was a very uh, ingenious idea and it brought the enthusiast PC, I guess, generation in. And guys like me, guys like mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Some people started building their own PCs. Mm-hmm. 
or modifying them at least? Well, in the uh, Norton benchmark, <laughs> <laughs> the 6x86P166 Plus got a benchmark of 901. Mm-hmm. The Pentium 166 mm-hmm. got a 526. So, I mean, it was double mm-hmm. the speed for half the price. But the one thing it couldn't run was the one thing everybody wanted. Yeah. Quake. Which killed it. Now, a couple of things killed it, too. Um, also, they fabbed out for IBM, and mm-hmm. IBM was putting out an IBM uh, 6x86 mm-hmm. MX. So they, they were using the fabs, too, and subcontracting them, and then everybody was going against Intel. Right. Well, Intel ended up winning because they could run Quake. Yep. And that's what you got. So, um, anyway, it's in the memorandum of Cirex because I did see the article and somebody was clever enough to write it and it just brought back memories of that time. <laughs> but don't forget, folks, the chip wars was a long time ago. It was. Uh, and now, now you only have the big boys duking it out, which is AMD and Intel anymore. Nobody else dares yeah. step into that arena. But for a while... For a while, it was the Wild West and chip manufacturing. It was. It was. Um, well, I mean, it's just, before that, it was full computer manufacturers. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 80s. Yeah. You, know, you had Atari and Texas Instruments and Commodore. And my first computer was Commodore VIC-20. And if you want to watch a dramatized version of that, Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that. really good, that's a really good uh, show. Yeah, and and if you want to know what it was based on, the the company that they've got was based on Compaq. Because mm-hmm. Compaq was the first one to hack their BIOS. And Halt and Catch Fire is actually a computer term. Um, it's the predecessor to the blue screen of death. Mm-hmm. When, a, when a computer would crash hard. It'd say Halt uh, yeah. on the screen. Yep. And the, you know, it was just called Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. HCF. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but that, that was a good show. Um, well, I mean, there's some others, you know. that And it's actually a show that's really techie, but you don't have to be a techie to watch it and enjoy it. Well, while we're in memorandum, let's yes. remember some right. other companies. Okay. You mentioned one of them, but one of them's one of my favorites that I put a lot of money into. Commodore. Nope, 3DFX. 3DFX. They're the first ones to put out a 3D card. TI? No, 3DFX is the name of the company. Oh. Voodoo. Okay, Voodoo. Okay. 3DFX. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which was eventually bought by NVIDIA. Mm Mm-hmm. Palm. Oh. You've already mentioned them. Yes, I have. Gateway 2000. Oh, wow. The Cal computer. Yeah. Commodore, my favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Sinclair Computers, Bill Gates' favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Compaq, which we just mm-hmm. mentioned. Cirex, which we just mentioned. Right. SGI, Silicon oh, Graphics. Wow. Yeah, I used to work on some of their computers. In television. In my Unix days. In television. Cirex did a uh, risk chip, too. Mm-hmm. In television. Mm-hmm. S3 Graphics. Mm-hmm. Coleco. Wow. 
I've heard some of these names in a long time. They had a computer. Coleco yeah. had a computer. ColecoVision. Mm-hmm. And although they're still a company, I don't know why they're on this list. Nokia. Or Nokia, however you wow, want to say Wow, yeah. It. Nokia with their Motorola phone and the uh, walkie-talkie feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big, a big, uh, big marketing for them was the Matrix. Oh yeah, because they had that phone that they never produced. Yeah, the one that you press a button and switchblade yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, just a Commodore. Little... Commodore had a computer I always thought was really cool. I wish I had the Amiga. No, the uh, Pet. Hmm. It was. It was a base card, a base computer, a base Commodore computer, but it had these large slots for daughter cards. That each card was a different type of computer system. Hmm. So instead of, you know, a software emulator, you actually had, you could put an Apple, a piece, an IBM PC. Um, there was one other. There's three different systems you could uh, put in it. I always thought that was cool. And you could switch back and forth between them. Hmm. We'll see if they have one on eBay. See how much they're selling one for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first computer was a Commodore Vic twenty. Thirteen hundred dollars. What Commodore Pet, two thousand one professional computer. Yeah, thirteen hundred dollars. Commodore Pet. That's more than it cost when they were new back in the eighties. Uh, they do have some that are three ninety five. Uh, some people got them on there. Uh, anyway, with a uh, <laughs> my Commodore Vic twenty cost me one hundred and sixty bucks. Twelve inch screen. Ooh. Well, that's right. Yeah, it was an all-in-one screen, floppy disk, the whole nine yards. Now, it says PET 2001, but everything that was futuristic back before 2001 right. was called 2001. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they all like that uh, movie, 2001, The Space Odyssey. Yeah. yeah. How? All right. How? I think we're getting too deep into the dork. Right? Yeah, we are. We are. I mean, I got really dorky, and we just kept going. Uh, you got any more tech? News? Um, I, okay, yeah, I got one more thing. VPNs. Uh, according to NBC News, because they're a reliable technology source, uh, according to NBC News, it's probably time to say goodbye to your VPN. Well, yeah, um, because they don't understand what people use VPNs for. Mm-hmm. And they think it's because, you know, people want to use a VPN when they're at on a public network to keep their data hidden. Right. Well, there's encryption tools for that. You know, you don't really need a VPN for that. It works. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Most people use VPNs to hide where they are. Yes. Um, and that's really, I mean, that's the only reason I ever use a VPN mm -hmm. is to either hide where I am or pretend like I'm somewhere else to access material only available in certain places. Okay. Well, I will add to that. My reason for using a VPN is to obfuscate from my ISP. Yes. So they uh, so, so I mean they when I say see my traffic right and where I'm going, so that they will not be able to. Now that's not saying the VPN on the other side isn't tracking that yeah. also. Yeah. But my ISP in my state right is not. Well, that goes along with with. Um, what, when I say I'm hiding where I am, mm -hmm. I'm also hiding from my ISP in, in doing that. So now, 
the other reason for a VPN is to, you know, uh, connect into a business location somewhere mm-hmm. and have, have an extended network from your business network. Right. But yeah, NBC is saying that, uh, or they say here, VPNs or virtual private networks continue to be used by millions of people as a way of masking their internet activity by encrypting their location in web traffic. Um, oh yeah, and his reasoning for not needing VPNs anymore is because there's HTTPS. <laughs> he literally says that. So this guy has no idea yeah. what he's talking no, about. No, none whatsoever. Great. But you know, that's that's where I go for my tech news is NBC. Yeah. Uh, he said, oh yeah. Um, how does he say? VPNs offered a way to counter that problem. VPNs reroute a user's internet traffic through their own servers. Uh, for the benefit of hiding a user's IP address. But that's no longer the problem as it once was. Most browsers have quietly implemented an added layer of security in recent years that automatically encrypts internet traffic at most sites with a technology called HTTPS, indicated by a tiny padlock in the URL. So this guy is just complete, absolute... (laughs) Idiot. Well. Oh, the presence of the HTTPS means the worrisome scenario in which a scammer or a hacker squats on a public Wi-Fi connection in order to watch people's internet habits isn't feasible. Have you never heard of a man in the middle attack? My God. Now, granted, if I'm buying something on the internet, if I'm entering any sensitive data, password, mm-hmm. credit card, whatever... I will require there be HTTPS. Yeah. It's an SSL uh, secure socket layer, It's which is not HTTPS. That's a protocol. It's not. Uh, I hate when non-techie people write tech articles and then get them all wrong. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'll add to that. Go ahead. Too. So that padlock, what you're getting is saying that certificate on the other end is a valid certificate that has been verified and has a root certificate that is verified by an authority. And that authority Mm -hmm. is just going to check and make sure that one, that certificate is valid at Mm -hmm. that moment in time and hasn't been revoked. Right. And two, it's going where it's supposed to go. Yes. And that's it. Yes. It's not saying that they're reputable. No. Because some irreputable people can still get SSL certificates. Most websites, if you get shared hosting and uh, put a website out there, it comes free yeah. with an SSL license. So that's all that's telling you. That doesn't mean you're safe. That no. doesn't mean the company that you're going to is reputable. No. And and that has nothing to do with the VPN part, you no. know, but... Um, you know, and TLS is mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Transport layer security mm-hmm. is, yes, supposedly encrypted end to end. But here's another thing is if you can prevent, present, and a lot of people do this through filters. So if there's a web filter running on the other end, everybody's running a web filter, yes. guys. What it does is a man-in-the-middle attack. Mm -hmm. So it runs it through, it intercepts that certificate, then it analyzes, decrypts, analyzes that traffic, throws it out the other side, and you don't know it. No. So this thought that TLS 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, and TLS 1 Mm -hmm. is supposed to be deprecated, but people still use it. 
I'm sure you have some customers that still use TLS 01. I, I get I get them off it. Because it'll break something yeah. that's an old piece of software that they don't want to upgrade. To. Right. I'm getting real geeky now. Um, <laughs> what anyway. is it a geeky uh, episode? Yeah, it's a lot of tech tools on this one. Uh, so that guy is totally wrong. And uh, even though he's his opinion about why would you need VPN is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. What he's saying behind it is totally wrong mm-hmm. because he doesn't even have his terminology right. And he doesn't know the uh, aspects mm-hmm. and the requirements of what he's talking about, that your little lock has nothing to do with whether yeah. you're TLS connected or not. No. Just means you've accepted that certificate. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that certificate's safe. And it doesn't mean it's not spoofed. No. So, uh, no to all that. And VPNs are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So my encrypted traffic, when I send encrypted And if you traffic, want to download something you're not supposed to, I'm not advocating that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But be on a VPN when you do so. Yeah, so you don't get those uh, DMCA notices. Yes. So, anyway, going back to the VPN... Uh, we have an entire infrastructure that runs on VPN mm-hmm. and it is encrypted from, okay. So your workers go home during a pandemic and they fire up their Cisco, any connect client. And they're the only ones with their certificate security mm-hmm. certificate that is checked on that ASA on the other side and says, you're all good, bro. Everything that you're sending back and forth to your company is all good. Mm-hmm. To say that you would send that traffic over the open internet because it says SSL is retarded. They <laughs> got an apple. Da, 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 da. You know, I mean, this sounds like a guy who's got a MacBook that sits in a Starbucks and tries to look important like he's actually working. Aren't you jealous? I get to work from a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I'm not being judgy at all. Uh, <laughs> if you want to do some real work on a real computer, you don't have an Apple. Sorry. No. Sorry. If you want to look fancy in a Starbucks, you get an Apple. Uh-huh. And you sure. drink and you drink Starbucks. You drink a $9 coffee and you sit there lo- looking like you're doing something important when you're just looking at, uh, I don't know, uh, Forever 21 site or whatever. <laughs> uh, Ashley Madison. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I was talking about the fruit fruit clothes uh, that oh, people yeah, wear. Okay. Uh, yeah. The Isn't that a Aeropo- designer? Aeropostle or whatever. Yeah. That, I don't know. I don't, I don't either. I would probably say North Face, but that's that's 90s. So anyway. Yeah. Um, Old Navy. <laughs> the Gap. Chinese crap. Well, uh, yeah, so uh, going back to this, VPNs, everybody should VPN, okay? Yeah. N- that's not saying that your VPN provider is reputable, but everybody should use VPNs. Why? Because if you're sending stuff open over the internet, anybody can look at it and see what's out there. SSL is good. TLS 1.0 or TLS is good. Transport layer security mm-hmm. is good, but it's not good enough because people can still see what you're doing. When you're on a VPN, they cannot do a man in the middle attack on you. Right. It can't happen. So 
And we are not sponsored by any VPN services. We are not. Um, Though we would accept the sponsorship. Yeah, we would. <laughs> um, you know, VPN companies, that's not saying that they're on the up and up either. No. But this gets into security through obscurity. It makes your stuff harder to find. And if you're using a VPN service that has a lot of locations, you can start rotations. Mm-hmm. And you can start coming out on at the end of someplace else. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my traffic gets redirected through New York. Now you may say, "Why New York? Why why are you doing through New York?" Because there are millions of people coming out through New York, mm-hmm. and it's security through obscurity. So it's encrypted to the point of exfiltration. Yeah. Once it comes out on the other side, it well, you, you're there's no, no guarantee. You're no longer the low hanging fruit. Yeah. And hackers are lazy. They are. And if they can't figure out what your original IP is, they can't start beating down your door at your firewall level at your house. And they can't see by IP. Now, it's a bit of a misnomer that you can figure out where somebody is by their IP. That's a bit of a misnomer. Mm -hmm. But you can get a general location of a state that they're Mm -hmm. in through an IP based on where that IP was within 24 hours. Uh, you, if, if you're really dumb, yes, yeah, somebody can get you all the way down to your house. Oh, yeah. There, there are ways to do it, but that's not a hundred percent, but you can get a general location and figure out where they are. So anyway, uh, enough on that rant, but yeah. yes, use VPNs. People get you a VPN. If you don't, I mean, it's like a lot of places Two to five bucks a month? Yeah. For your security? Fine. I think I pay 50 bucks a year. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy why you wouldn't. Yeah. Well, that's all I got today. I'm done. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, I'm Scott at TigTools.net. And that's Scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. And Dean, where you at? I am available if you want to rant and rave and... Uh, Tell me how wrong I am because whatever I can't I don't even remember what it was I said earlier where mm-hmm. you called out my email address. <laughs> um, I am at I am Dean at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net, or just go to the website and uh, you can check out past episodes. You can uh, become Donate. a pro- you can become a producer. Donor. And uh, and actually you know, produce, be an executive producer of Tech Tools. Uh, just send in a donation. Send us an email. Send us uh, a note with a donation and tell us what you would like us to say or research or talk about, you know, if we're not talking about what you want or if you have information on something we did talk about that you think is pertinent that needs to get out there, let us know. We will get it on the air if you want. We will re- let you remain anonymous if you want. It's all up to you. That's all I got. All right. Well, Dean, I got to say for the new year, stay safe. Stay safe, Scott.
friends, huh? Tried to cover up and tell the people, go Brandon. But we know what they saying, though. You can hear the chant in every post. Don't nobody want this commie, because we not in China. Everybody hated Trump, and now they out to catch a body. That's what they get for treating us like we in Squid Games. Green light, mandate, like he's insane. These times, people waking up to everything. Go Brandon, but we all know what the saying means. Let's go.